0: Welcome to Onstage Stage, the show for, of, and about theater, and the good folks who toil away unceasingly to bring it to you. My name is George Sapio, and we are broadcasting on WRFI 88.1 FM in Ithaca, 91.9 FM Watkins Glen, and 89.9 FM in Odessa. Radio for the people and by the people, broadcasting independent and locally produced programs. And... Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another terribly exciting edition of On Stage, Off Stage, the show that is way more exciting than watching poodles juggle. My name is George Sapio, and our guest for this week is the talented Dawson Moore, playwright, director, conference coordinator, and all around theater god. How's it going, (laughs) Dawson? It's going very well. Theater God, I'm putting that totally down on my resume. I was reading your resume and I was absolutely stunned um, for the benefit of our audience. Let me just quickly go through some of the things that are on here. uh, Right now, you are the coordinator of theater programs at Prince William Sound Community College in beautiful downtown Valdez, Alaska. And uh, that puts you in charge of the Last Frontier Theater Conference, an annual event which we will get to. Um, you are the theater program coordinator. You get the feeling like this is your life. Um, right. Adjunct theater instructor, publicity coordinator. And I didn't know this until I read the, uh, the, uh, the resume.
1: Museum coordinator. Well, some of those jobs I managed to shuck when I first got here to justify having a person in my position, they gave me all these other jobs, like the marketing and the publicity and all of those things. And um and the museum. And after a couple of years I I um it's as close as I've ever come to playing hardball with anyone. I'm like, Yeah, I'm I'm quitting. And they're like, What do we have to do to not make you quit? And I'm like, not make me do that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Now the, um, the 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 two principal programs I run here are the Lasting Two Theater Conference, uh, and I run an AFA and playwriting program. Right.
0: And as I scroll down the, uh, the resume here, it's uh, copious, copious uh, directing credits, writing credits, um,
1: awards, publications. Uh, uh, I decided that it would be better for me to be a jack of all trades than a master of any particular trade. So, yeah, I do. I've kept my my fingers in everything i still periodically act i still periodically uh direct a couple times a year i keep my playwriting going just something that you don't master anything fully if you don't commit your life to it well since you brought that up i was going to ask the barbara walters
0: question a little later but might as well throw it at you now i mean if you weren't a theater artist what would you be
1: doing oh i assume food service uh no (laughs) i don't know um uh um, I have because I'm, I'm te- I just got my my 10 year plaque or whatever here at the college. Yeah, uh, I love what I do here. But after 10 more, I'm allowed to, like, move on with my life. Uh, and so that means that when I turn 52, I'm allowed to try something else. And I haven't really decided uh, what it would be, but I've got a few options. I think cult leader. Looks like a fabulous gig. I think you'd be perfectly uh, suited for that. Uh, I know. I'm, pr- I'm pretty well suited for cult leader. I just got to find the right collection of, uh, of people. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean that maliciously. I don't want them to drink nasty Kool-Aid. I just think that finding a little spiritual commune somewhere off in the whatever, as long as somebody knows how to grow food. Um, well, there you I, go. It's yeah. awesome uh, to start a backgammon craze on ESPN. Um, a worthy pursuit. Uh, right. Uh, I think backgammon could easily have the same kind of cachet that poker had for a couple of years there on ESPN. These, uh, a, a backgammon channel. It seems like a natural to me. Uh, just, uh, you know, the, you just you know, because you just you tack on the dun 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 music mm-hmm. uh, after every roll. He needs double six. Hey, got You know, he's you just got, got the double sixes. Yes, I love backgammon, and uh, that strikes me as a, a pretty festive way to do things. Um, I'd love to just be a writer if there was if I could only do one. If I could only pick one of them, I would love to really nail down the playwriting and really stick to that. Um, but no one's ever really offered me a full ride just to do that. So yeah, yeah. The, the, those are few and far
0: between. They sure are. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for the benefit of our local audience, uh, Dawson Moore was, if I got this right, born and raised in Ithaca, Tompkins
1: County hospital. You betcha. There you go. Okay. I lived up on got a forest hill, I think was the name of it. Uh, right by that little, uh, bridge with the, the sort of old school bridge. Um, and I was real close to Cornell. So, yeah, but then, then when I was 14, I moved to Alaska. Um, and when I moved to Alaska, I didn't have any, I, I hadn't really found anything I liked doing that much besides from playing uh, Dungeons and Dragons. Um, and, uh, Petty Larceny. Um, Mm-hmm. And then I uh, went to see, uh, with my new friends in Alaska, I went to go see the high school production of My Fair Lady, and uh, it was really good. I still think it was probably a pretty good high school production. Uh, and my friends were all like, let's go audition. And I'm like, I, I don't, want." Well, okay. Um, and that started me down the path towards doing theater for the rest of my life. Yeah, it's, it's,
0: it's from what's written down here. It says you did uh, 36 productions in four years
1: while you were going to East Anchorage High. Yeah, I would, do a, I would do a production in sixth period. I'd do a production after class, uh, after school, and then I would do a production um, uh, in the evening around town with companies like Theater Guild and Anchorage Community Theater. What kind of productions were these? uh they buried um i had I, I i i summered a lot in young in london when i was young oh yes uh, of course mm-hmm. uh so i had i had a lot i had a real uh anglophile kind of thing going on uh, i did george bernard shaw and um i love peter schaffer still love peter schaffer's oh, work one of my favorites uh yeah it's hard to argue with that guy he's really good um and so I did a lot of those, uh, you know, with the local community theaters. Uh, they varied. I did a, a fun production of uh, You're a Good Man, Charlie Brown. I think everybody who acts for any length of time is in that show. Uh, uh, I haven't uh, managed to avoid that one yet, but I'm not musical, so there you go. When I, when I auditioned for that one, I they asked if I, I could sing or dance, and I said, I'd like to sing or dance. It's amazing how if you change where the – where you know, you drop the, I, the apostrophe D out of that. Yeah. I'd like to sing or dance. No, 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 I would like to. I just can't. So they <laughs> – went into my first rehearsal with them, and they're like, oh, you can't dance at all. I'm like, no, did I say I could? I was lying. God, thank you for casting me. Sorry, uh, it, it, it was a grammar mix-up, that's all. Here. Right. Um, so, yeah, no, I uh, did some uh, Arthur Miller. Uh, did, a, did a really strange, uh, strange production of um, uh, uh, what's the one that was just on Broadway? Um, not that one, but the other one. Uh, view from the Bridge. View yeah, from the view. Bridge. Okay, right. I was going to say All My Sons, but that would have been wrong.
0: Was theater a part of your life before this? And in, in, in any way? Or is this just like a, a sudden personal explosion of, oh my God, I think I found what I want?
1: Um, you know, I I had been to theater before. My mom's an English professor, and they always drag their children to things like theater. Um but no, until I moved to Alaska, the idea of participating in it never never struck me as something I was going to do. It was interesting because I actually think I was very well prepared for it by all the time I spent playing Dungeons & Dragons. Dungeons & Dragons is a role-playing game. I was the dungeon master, so I was always using lots of character voices and coming up with stories and Mm -hmm. all that stuff. And all of those things sort of factored into why theater was fun for me. Now, I don't do those things anymore, the role-playing. I kind of saw it as a tool when I was young to help me develop uh, the skills, but Dungeons I, I think dragons as a stepping stone to theater. I have to work on that. All right. I think, I, I think that's a great game for kids to play. I remember in the eighties, there was this real, Oh no, it's the devil's game. They're going to go in the sewers and die. Uh, and that was ridiculous. Just, yeah, but I think some kids did, but you know, I, I consider right, that just like do Darwinism. everything. <laughs> you know uh, if we can have guns in everybody's household, I think we can probably live with a little D&D. <laughs> yeah, probably, sure. Probably uh, the, the moment when it's cemented is what I wanted to do was between my sophomore and junior years of high school. Because I would found my social circle in high school uh, by that point. But between my sophomore and junior year, we went to England for the last time when I was a, a kid. And um, we saw around 40 plays that summer. Wow. And by the time I came back from there, I knew that I wanted that to be what I did. That's incredible. 40 plays in one Sunday. Uh, yeah, and, and it only occurred to me like five years ago. I'm like, that must have cost an arm and a leg. Yeah, probably. <laughs> My gosh. Wow. And I've got the academic discount, Mom, but gee willikers, that's a ton of plays. All right. So you, uh, so you produce, what did you do? You directed for a while or, because
0: you didn't start writing until
1: later, right? Well, everybody wants to be an actor when they start, it seems like, you know? Yeah. And I'm uh, no different because you just wanna, you want to, people to look at you. Um. So, um. So yeah, I, I, I wanted to be an actor for a while, but then I, my senior year of high school, I did a little directing, and then I always kind of wondered if that wouldn't be the way I headed. And then uh, they stopped casting me in college, so I was like, I wanted to be a director anyway. Um, so that's when I started to really put my emphasis in directing, and that was going well. And then I had a really odd experience for me at the time. I was uh, coming home from a date that had gone, I thought, very very well, and um, I pulled into a gas station, and this woman comes up and she's like, Hey, can I can I uh, can I get a ride downtown? And I'm like, Okay. And I didn't really notice that her skirt was, you know, up on high thigh. Hmm. Uh, and so as soon as we get in the car, she's, you know, propositioning me. And I'm like, oh, oh, uh, no, then. No, no. I just had a really good date. I, I'm pretty sure if I get a hummer from a prostitute on the way home, that's going to gonna be bad for my karma. Um, do you still want to ride? And she's like, yes, I still want to ride. And I gave her this ride downtown. It took about 20 minutes. She kept propositioning me every three, four minutes. Uh, and by the time I came home, I was completely overstimulated on so many levels, um, that I wanted to talk about what I'd experienced and because I was so theater inundated in my life and the way I ran everything I did, the only way I could really think to write about it or, or express what I'd experienced, uh, was by writing a bad play about it. Um, so that's that was how your I- first play. <laughs> that was my first play. Yeah. I'd written a couple of sketches or something before that, but that was the first time I'd wrote a play. And then more importantly than that. I wrote it, I showed it to some friends, and one of them had to take (laughs) directing class, and she said, what the heck, I'll do this play. And against the advice uh, of her uh, directing teacher, who rightly said, this play isn't very good, um, uh, she directed my play, and I got to see it suck in front of an audience. Um, (laughs) What was it called? uh, It was called, the first draft was called Eye Contact. Um, Wow. And it was your typical play about... I connected with the lower depths. I met a hooker, you know. Um, And so, uh, and so. I worked on that play for six, seven years, uh, you know, because what it became next was it became a play about receiving criticism um, because I I then made the lead character more fully me and had him breaking out of character to be interrupted by the actress who was telling him how bad his play was. Um, And, um, you know, you can't become a playwright if someone doesn't do your play um yeah you, you, you gotta see them done you know uh, or you won't get better um and I, I will forever be grateful uh for to my friend uh shotzi for uh for forcing uh uh the the professor to let her do my piece that'd be shotzi Shafers correct that would be shotzi Schaefer's the yeah. noted Alaskan playwright in her own right absolutely yeah she's a rock star i found the uh i found the second half of of, of my voice and what i want to do uh down in san francisco a lot of years later um uh, in San Francisco, I started a company uh, along with Asia Stratford, who right. uh, some people there might know, uh, and the late Richard Burnet, uh, called um, Three Wise uh, Monkeys Theater Company. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, our first year, uh, we staged my play "Bile in the Afterlife." And "Bile great in the Afterlife" play. is a, yeah, yeah, it's about it, yeah. I've had great success. So it's I a fun play. It. Yeah, I, I had a. Um, uh, at the end of it, it's about a guy who dies and discovers the Egyptians were right about what happened to us when we die, and so he decides to reshape the afterlife in a more corporate American structure. Um, and at the end of the play, the Egyptians reveal, what are you talking about? Of course you can't reshape the afterlife. Uh, and Osiris has a monologue about you know foolish mortals always worshipping whatever religious fad is in vogue at the moment, all the while worshipping a stick puppet. And uh, the actor in the, that production down there did a full fledged miming of the uh, of the um uh, uh, of the crucifixion, and it was slow mm-hmm. and it was languid and you could feel a wave go over the audience. There were people uh applauding there were people gasping there were people I got booed at least twice um, there was a really visceral reaction inside of them to this to seeing this mockery uh, of the crucifixion and so the answer is not that I want to mock the crucifixion. I'm actually plenty good with religion and all that, but uh, but that I want to the best best theater experience is when you make them laugh and laugh and laugh, and then you whack them in the face and make them think, "What are you laughing at?" Yeah, and then you another laugh and let them off the hook. But I just I love the idea that you can have momentarily a profound effect on someone. And after that show uh, every night, there were at least five people who would come up and go, "Your show's great, but you've you got to change the ending." And I'm like, "You, you know, you know, I know." <laughs>
0: <laughs> as far as your writing goes, because you've got copious amounts of plays here, um is there anything any particular themes that you keep returning to? Is there something that you keep finding that pops up either in your situations or in your characters?
1: Well you know, strangely, it, um no I guess there's two sorts of answers. Uh, one is I established what thematically I was going to talk about for my life early on. Both those plays I mentioned earlier, Domestic Companion and Vile in the Afterlife, uh, are about what most of my plays are about, which is I think human beings are hysterically vain about our place in the universe. Um, and most of my plays on some level address that. Um, if they don't, they're just plays about my libido, and, and those are fun too. But but generally speaking, they're about the vanity of man, whether it's thinking that you can reform the afterlife or that you can solve problems through genetic engineering, um, whatever it is. Most of my plays tend to end up being about how vain we are thinking that we can just do anything. One of the things that I also do is I, I'm a big fan of reusing my characters. Um, okay. Uh, Bile from Bile in the Afterlife. I first wrote him in that play. And then I made him the central character. I was writing another play. I was writing my first full length. And one of the reasons my resume looks so padded, by the way, is those are mostly short plays. I've written a whopping total of two full-length plays, and one of them is terrible. So, you know, don't be too impressed. (laughs) Uh, You know, I got one pages on there that have, like, five lines. Yeah, it was an amazing page. It was awesome. But at least you Uh, finished (laughs) it. So, um, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, second thing, thematic ties. Recurrence of characters. Oh, yeah, I I reused characters um, between them. So I was writing this full-length play, Labidoff, and I was having a problem with my antagonist, and I had this revelation, wait a minute, why can't this just be Bile again? Okay, and I put Bile in there, and suddenly I had this really clear character um, and and understood the play much better. So I've I've used him uh, three times now, Um, and other characters as well. I will go back and I'll litter them in. What are you working on now? Um, most exciting thing that I'm working on now is I have my first ever actual commission type thing um, from a new company. Yeah, a new company in Anchorage called Tosspot Productions. Um, Would that be our Alicia uh, Jones and company? Our, our Alicia Jones and Jill Sauerwine are the central uh, figures. Yeah, in Yeah, they
0: were just on the show.
1: Uh, they, they made me their, uh, their playwright in residence, um, for the upcoming year. Um, and, um, the issue that is burning on my brain, uh, for, and has been for the last six to eight months, uh, has been, um, uh, gun, guns, gun control, gun registration, all that stuff. Mm. Yep. Um, yep. Uh, because I know I live dead smack in the middle of a very red state. Um, most of my friends here are gun owners and I don't begrudge them that at all. Um, but the national debate on guns drives me crazy, makes me sad for the country. <laughs> um, so I'm working on a play um, which you'll have to beep out later called mm-hmm. asshole with a gun. And it's about a liberal who um, breaks into a church and takes a bunch of women hostage uh, with a gun to protest gun violence. Um, so it's a bad plan. Um, but I was really, um, inspired by two plays, uh, in creating it. One is uh, God of carnage. I'm going to, I'm going to steal its structure. I I just, I want to do a full unity play, a full length play, be whatever that full length is, but uh, I want unity of time, space and action. I want everything to happen. I want the audience to come in. I want them to experience the play and I want it to be done. I don't want them to go get a cookie in the middle of it. I don't want them to leave if they're not enjoying it. I want them to be trapped in the gun debate as I feel like our country is. Um, uh, and the second play that i was inspired by oh that's one of those moments where you 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 find yourself thinking five thoughts and then don't have the one you originally had um the uh, the other play uh that i liked was i don't know really it's got of carnage i'm stealing from that oh uh extremities master simon's extremities oh wow there's a rough um, one. uh yeah i don't i don't i haven't read that play in 25 years or so it's been a long time Right, right. years but um I've ran a long time, but the thing I liked about it is the reversal of fortune uh, in it, and I want and I'm, that will happen inside of my play as well.
0: Cool, great. So we have got a good. When, when do you expect to see that one pop up?
1: Uh, well, um, <laughs> like I said, in twenty years of writing plays, I've written two full lengths. Yeah. Right. Um. So I've got uh, I've got some I got some work to do. <laughs> um, okay. Well, I'll just keep bugging Alicia then. And so uh, it's so. At artists it's all about people saying yes to you it makes it makes it all worth it you know because they it, say no to us so often or they just or worse than no they say nothing you know yeah just yes yes you end your play into the void and no when one talks Out about into it the ether and yeah they
0: rarely return
1: yeah, yeah. uh so uh yeah uh uh, it I was incredibly uh, uh, kind and good-natured of them to uh, to ask me to be their first playwright. I tend to, uh, you know, because of my many many hats, I tend to get thought of as coordinator and teacher first. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and right. so it was nice mm-hmm. to be considered something besides that. Yeah.
0: Well, speaking of coordinator, let's move on to uh, let's last frontier theater conference annual event. What year is it in now? We're uh, finally legal at last, twenty-first year. Excellent. Um, okay, so give us a tiny brief overview how many
1: participants how
0: many plays
1: uh, okay um, it's varied uh, from its start it started back in 1993 it's well you figured out if you did the math um, and uh, we're generally now shooting to do about 55 plays a year in our play lab um, we, for a number of participants it's somewhere between 200 and 250 uh, at this point um, how between many days act- is this cover um, seven and a half eight somewhere in that range it all depends when you start counting Okay, so um, let's
0: let's, uh, let's let everybody know if these
1: are readings. Not right. Full-out. Yes, I'm not full. Yes, I often have to explain that to actors. They're like, "I have to memorize all this." I'm like, "No, no." Uh, in the play lab, we let all the actors, all the authors, and um, uh, and actors have one rehearsal, uh, and then you have a reading in front of an audience of your peers and a panel of three people. Uh, they then respond to your work. Uh, we use a, a methodology of response. It's, uh, based in, um, uh, the Circle Repertory, uh, theater company's, uh, methodology. Uh, a lot of their core members were part of our original group. Uh, so, um. Uh, yeah, can, can you go into that a little bit? Uh, Sure. No, the, um, the guy who, um, the guy who started the play lab and was its original coordinator is Michael Warren Powell, who originally ran the, um, the lab at circle rep. Uh, and we've had, uh, any number of people, uh, like Lanford Wilson, um, uh, come up here and be a part of us, Lanford Wilson, uh, William Hoffman, that sort of thing. Uh, uh, Marshall Mason, uh, and these people are, are still a part of our family. Um, if they're still around, um, it's all about giving your honest response uh to how you felt and where you were confused and um, we have um everybody who's a playwright in the lab uh, also uh, has a private consultation with one of their panelists um, and um and moreover, you hear from your peers all week after your reading goes up so who's coming this year um well we um we have a, a lot of uh, people who uh are regular people uh regular staff for us. Um, uh, we have a program called the monologue workshop uh, it's run by a Los Angeles acting teacher, Laura Gardner and her husband, uh, uh, well-known character actor, Frank Collison. Uh, they, um, Uh, they run a program called the monologue workshop where we solicit monologues from all of our authors in the play lab and then actors have access to these monologues ahead of time. They come memorized and uh, most of our actors come from Alaska and they get the opportunity to work with a full-fledged Los Angeles acting teacher uh, on brand new monologues that nobody else has access to. Um, We just this past year through focus publishing uh, brought out an anthology uh, of pieces from that, uh, which I'm really proud of. And I've got a copy right on my shelf. Nice. <laughs> yeah yeah and uh and and that's the sort of growth that i'm that i've been focusing on with the theater conference uh is the successes of our participants are our successes um the people who we bring to teach are already people with careers mm-hmm. uh and so are so are frankly are some of the people in the lab at this point uh but um but they're the lab people are the people who i feel like we're here to support and help them take next steps in their in their careers so who else is coming uh Craig Posmisel, uh who's a wonderful, wonderful writer. Uh, excellent somebody, writer, yeah. Yeah, someone whose voice I really I share a lot with. Uh Jane Wenger is a director dramaturg coming out of um uh out of uh, uh the San Francisco Bay area. Uh who'll be back with us. We have a couple of new teachers I'm really excited about. Um uh we've had Kia Corthran coming for a lot of years. Her sister Kara Lee uh is coming up this year as well. And then we have uh uh Lisa Soland and uh Adam Craw. Uh, who are people who I've met through other friends and thought would be great additional teachers for us. The thing I noticed about Last
0: Frontier, the four or five years that I was actually there, the thing that kept me coming back, was a little or no ego. There's no separation between the big boys and the folks who were coming in saying, here's my play, what do you think? Right. Um, and it's an extremely special atmosphere that is, uh, I know takes care of, to be developed and cultured it's 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 done with all this respect for the playwrights who were there a lot of it comes down to your choice of panelists who you're mm-hmm. going to have sitting on each plate i'm not going to ask you how you decide that but <laughs> how do you know who to to bring up there that will take the care the time the sympathy and yet tell the playwrights what it is they need to hear i mean make this a
1: nurturing place well we, we I certainly anyone knew who's going to come up with, I engage in correspondence with them, uh, and i I get a feel for them beforehand, and I make sure that I come across as a very hippie commune kind of fellow to them. I coordinate first for the poor college student who is staying on the floor or the poor adult who's staying on the floor uh, of my student housing. I coordinate first for them to make sure that they have a great experience. This is you know i I want my staff to have great experience too, but I'm paying them to be there to do work. Uh, the other people are paying for the privilege to be there, so I, I coordinate with them first in mind. Sure. Uh, and in terms of the staff, a uh, lot of personal recommendation. I take recommendations from people who know what we do. The wonderful Irma DeRico has brought me a, a lot of great people. Um, before he was director of the dramatist, Richard G- Stratford uh, brought me Gary Garrison, who was a blessing for us, uh, especially in 2005. Yeah, I, I to some extent, it's a feel for character. To some extent, it's knowing... Whose recommendations to trust? I try to make sure that people are aware that our policy is humility. You know, I don't want you don't want to be so humble that you don't help. Right? Is that because because I've seen them go too far that direction where they're just oh that was very nice. The very first year in 1995, uh, I presented a play here, and um, I was all excited because the, there were two days, and the first day I'd seen them. Uh, discussing other people's plays, and they blew my mind. They opened me up to understanding why I didn't like something or why something wasn't working in a way I'd never experienced before. And then when we got to the last day when my play was being read, I was going up last, and all the plays before mine, they just said, oh, it was a nice play. It was very Alaskan. Next. Right. And, and I was like, oh, no, I don't want that. I want you to talk to me, Yeah, uh, and I want you to engage with me. And, and fortunately... Um, While the play was not good, the play was challenging enough to where they did engage, and they argued a little with each other, and uh, it it turned out to be worthwhile. Well, actually, Dawson, it's been an amazing
0: time, and it's gone so fast, I can't even believe it's over. That's Uh, true. zippy. Yeah, it just totally zipped through. Uh, Thank you so, so much for uh, being our guest this week. And this show's going to go up while you're doing the conference. So to everybody up there, I'm saying hi, hello, wish I could be there with you. And I know you're all having a great time and uh, I'll be seeing you guys soon. Dawson, thank you once again. George, thank you, man. Have a great day.